Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. And as we round up this year of 2022, heading into 2023, I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who has enjoyed these episodes, who supported our podcast, and who has reached out um, with gratitude notes. Uh, It really is such a gift in my world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And what is possible for 2023? Uh, So today's episode, I have a friend of mine on who I get to create with. Um, I get to watch lead in ways that um, are always such a gift to receive from and um, who seems to be able to like store it all. That's what I call my friend, Pam. She just stores it all. She's the Paminator of access consciousness. And um, so welcome, Pam. I'll read a little bit about you after you say hello. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. And hi, everybody. So for those of you who don't know Pam, a little bit about Pam. Um, She is an access consciousness certified facilitator, licensed clinical social worker, joy of business certified facilitator, being you certified facilitator, and symphony advanced practitioner. Pam has 20 plus years of experience facilitating people to create change in their lives. Plus she has spent the last several years working with a large scale global business, creating effective systems, handling complaints and conflict and contributing to its rapid and exponential growth. Pam has an amazing ability with handling people in all kinds of situations to create beyond conflict and into possibilities. She has worked with individuals, groups, and corporations to influence dynamic change. I love that. Thank you. I like that bio. That's really good. Um, so welcome. Um, so today you guys, we, Pam, as I tell you on every episode, we were chatting before and, um, we were looking at, you know, we're on the being you podcast. And one of the things that, um, as you can see in her bio, Pam, um, is dynamically committed to not allowing conflict and like havoc and certain things to take her out of being her. And she's experienced so many things in her life that really, if she didn't have tools, I'm assuming (laughs) very well might've derailed her. So, um, Pam, can you, can you, let's start there. Um, the thing that's popping right now is to talk to you about, I I used the word havoc when I was about to use the word chaos and, Mm -hmm. and what do you know about, um, when things show up, whether it's someone calling in with a complaint or they have a point of view really strongly about something, or you're dealing with, um, you know, regulations and those kind of things that go on with your job. Um, what do you know about chaos versus when havoc is showing up? Um, because access consciousness blew my brain with that. Cause a lot of us are avoiding chaos. And I thought maybe we could start there and swirl the pot a little bit. Sure. Um, well, so to me, havoc is destructive, right? It's, um, it's all kinds of things are going crazy and there's not like creation and possibility from it. Whereas chaos is, um, to me, it's like stirring the pot. It's, it's, there's so many possibilities. There's so many things 
there that you could choose that would expand you, your life, the world. So what we talk about in access is instilling chaos into things, right? And, um, you know, and kind of when we talk about chaos, we also talk about order. And a lot of the work I do with access has to do with organizing things, right? So it's not that you want everything all the time to be, you know, all over the place. Uh, you need to know when to have organization, have some order, add some chaos, and kind of create a mix that allows you to extrapolate and create whatever you'd like to create. Um, you know, you talked about havoc. A lot of people um, put a lot of time and energy into trying to control things to avoid what they've decided would be a bad thing to have happened, right? Whether that's, you know, with your family, I, we, we, you know, we kind of just are in the midst of the holidays. Is there anything that you've been doing where you're kind of cutting yourself off and being less and trying to fit into what they expect you to be? You know, when you're not with your family, you could just be you. And then you come to their house for, you know, a celebration and you kind of fit right back into something that you thought you'd gotten rid of a long time ago, right? So, um, and I can't remember where I was going with that. So I'm sure it was brilliant. No, it's great because because <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's a great um, invitation for a way to look at this because a lot of times when we're being us, we are being chaos. We are being that energy that swirls the pot, that stirs the pot, however you want to do your pot. Um, <laughs> and then when, when the order of the thing called family comes in, we're like, Oh, nope, shut all, shut all that down and go fit into the mold of family. And, and what we leave at the door, a lot of the times is the chaos that we could create that would create actual change in situations like family or you know, your work environment, your, whatever it is, like yeah. you we, yeah. were so, so maybe we could chat a little bit about, cause you, oh, wait, you I mentioned remember where oh, I was going. You remembered. Wait a yeah. second. <laughs> yeah. Cause so what we do is we, we go to control like, oh, if I can just, you know, be this way, so they won't be that way. So I don't have to deal with the crap or, you know, and sometimes what we're trying to do is control things like natural events. You know, I live in a place where there's wildfires and, you know, if you're trying to keep sick people from getting sicker, you know, and you want them to live and maybe they don't want to live. There's so many places where we kind of give up ourselves and try to like fend off the havoc where we could choose chaos and choose to be us and be a very different way in that situation. So. Yeah. And I, I love that the way that you pulled that together, because there's, there's so many times when, um, even in creating with access, like we like have a thing that's kind of like moving along and then all of a sudden something changes, whatever. And because access is all about change, the, um, I know like for me, when I first started with access and you're fully aware of this is like, I, I had no idea that, that you could invite change in a way in a company in the way that access does. And so for me, it was like, wait a minute, we're supposed to fight off change. Like that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to get it right. And then stay there. <laughs> and so when things would Get show it up, right. Like, and then just be there forever in the rightness. Yeah. But how many of us, I mean, 
I know I was creating my life like that back then. And I know how many people listen to this podcast are probably still creating their lives like that. Like I checked all the boxes. I have the family in the house and the, if that's what your boxes are right. And the white picket fence and the two and a half kids and the car in the driveway and all, I had all the things and that now that was like almost created as a destination. I arrived and now I was bored and I was 30 years old, bored out of my mind. Cause I had done all that really soon. Um, and then it was like the fight to not have anything change. And, you know, I've talked to so many people in the last like two weeks that have just been like ghosted by people, like people just went away and, and their fight, like the people who I'm speaking to are like fighting to hold on to what that change is going to create as their life rather than inviting that energy of chaos and be like, well, I didn't think this was going to show up, but here it is. What do I create with it? So I'm wondering if you can share with me how you navigate those things coming up. Cause I've watched you look things in the eye with, with the energy of like inviting the change, being the chaos and then adding the organization, like adding the, okay, here we are. It's like, yeah. you know, herding kittens. Here we are. We got a lot of kittens, you know, whatever that is of like, all right. I don't know how I would put that into better words, but, um, a lot of people, I guess what I'm saying is a lot of people cut out the change in order to create the order. Yeah. And the, and so how does that play for you and which tools do you use to go to get there? Well, first I'll tell you about a time I didn't do that. I called it my month of misery <laughs> and it was just two years ago. So I had had these tools for 12 years, right. And using them very successfully and all this stuff. And, um, I was in a car accident, you know, that's not the month of misery part. It was dealing with the insurance companies and every, like, you know, there was this thing that came up that was really weird where probably, you know, the body shop was being dishonest and it, like, there was just a bunch of things like that. And I obsessed and I was like, and I was miserable and I'd call a friend and get facilitation and be space for two hours. And then I'd get another text about it. And then I'd go down the rabbit hole. And it was so unusual for me at that point to be so derailed by anything, you know, and yeah, maybe I'd get derailed by something, but momentarily and able to shift it around and change it really quickly. And I just going into this and I, I knew I was doing it and I did all these things to get out and I wouldn't get out of it. And what actually changed it, I can't even remember what it was Dane said. He was, it was on some call of his that I was listening to. And, but what I realized is I was choosing to be derailed. I was choosing to be having a hard time with this and I could choose something different. And I had my daughter run my bars and just said, I'm not choosing this crap anymore. And I stopped choosing it and everything changed. And then from that space of, you know, because to me, when I use the tools and I allow myself to be like there's space and possibility and choice and kind of no matter what comes, I know I can create something and change something and not with the idea of, oh, this specific outcome, but like nothing floors me. Um, so all it took was choosing to be that 
And I could, I knew how to handle it. I knew who to talk to and I got things all taken care of. And, and I had wallowed in this for a month, right? <laughs> um, kind of a different, a completely different take on that kind of thing. As I mentioned, I live where there's wildfires. So years ago, um, we were evacuated because, you know, the fire was coming towards the town. And this was a town that 20 years before, before I lived here, had had a wildfire that did actually burn a chunk of the town, right? So imagine the people around me quite, mm-hmm. you know, caught up in the trauma drama of, oh my God, wildfire in my house and blah, blah, blah. And I just asked my house, hey house, take care of yourself. You know, we packed up the kids and the computers and the pets and, you know, anything that I was like, well, if that got burned, I'd be really sad. And we went and had a wonderful vacation. Um, And it's a small enough area where we'd run into different people who'd been evacuated. And what I can say is I didn't, I I was able to be that space and be like, okay, whatever's going to happen. I can't control what this fire is going to do, but I wasn't resisting it. I wasn't wishing it wasn't there. I wasn't, oh no, this is terrible. I was able to just be with it, which also allowed me to receive from it. Mm. And that kind of intensity of energy can cut through and allow you to change so many things about you and your life if you're willing to receive it. And um, when we actually were allowed back into town, I mean, you know, there's these mountains all behind us and they were, they were aflame, right? So at night is just like this red inferno and, um, and the energy, the intensity of energy of that fire and being that close to it and having no point of view about what it's going to do, what it is doing or what might happen, um, I could receive all that intensity of energy. I changed so much in my life, in my town, in how I was creating in the world. Like I was um, able to receive, we started with chaos and havoc, right? Mm -hmm. If you see that fire as havoc, then you're at the effect of it. If you're willing to receive the chaos of it, then it can create change and contribute to you and your body and everything you are in the world and everything you'd like to create. Well, I, I, this is not where I thought our podcast was going, but this is why I love this podcast so much <laughs> because it's so like fluid. Um, because what you showed me too, is how, when you said the thing about, um, I was choosing to go down the rabbit hole, I was choosing this, how many people out there think that, um, change happens to them mm-hmm. and that, we're not choosing it, but not that, not that we're not choosing the change because we are, but also that we, we have to avoid choosing it. Right. So like the whole thing about keeping it, keeping it here. And so, um, I'm curious, like when you look at change coming and being that space that you're talking about and receiving from the chaos and, um, being willing to, I almost want to, I almost see, here's, this is Sarah's head. So Sarah sees pictures. And I also almost see like dancing with the molecules of the fire, but not yeah. from like the, the embers, but from the energy of yeah. what the fire was here to move along. And so many times in history, we can look back and go, 
the earth created this, whether it's a fire, an earthquake, yeah. a flood, everything gets wiped out and the new is created and birthed yeah. and, you know, and we rebuild. Well, Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, um, you know, you, you know, you might be like, well, what's the difference? Why in one situation could I be space and the other, I couldn't. Um, and, and this conversation conversation is helping me see it with the insurance. I was trying to be right. Mm. Right. I, I knew there was some things going on and I was trying to get it right. Not be taken, not be, you know, like at the effect of, and by trying not to, I was being at the effect of where is the fire. I was willing to just receive it and I didn't have to get anything right. So, you know, it's like, what if it's those judgments that make the difference of when you can play with the chaos, play with the molecules of it and create from it. And when you get like derailed and swamped and stuck. Um, yeah. So um, Pam, the, another thing that we talked about maybe going into discovery with <laughs> this is um, the, that derailment conversation. Um, uh, I know a few years ago that your children's father just kind of passed away very suddenly and yeah. um, you had to navigate that with them and with you. And I'm wondering if you can talk about that a little bit and the tools that you used to, yeah. to do so. Yeah, absolutely. So um, he and I were separated at that point, but we had been doing the, a conscious relationship. So for us, separation was like, we both changed a lot. Let's just live differently. Um, and we were best friends and co-parenting together and everything. And he actually went for a hike and dropped dead from a heart attack. Um, completely unexpectedly. And, you know, it's something where like my body, like, you know, like there's grief, there's intense grief um, for my kids, for me, like, you know, all this stuff. And at the same time, I had these tools, these access tools. And so um, I could, I could receive the intensity of this dramatic change in all our lives, you know, and, and, you know, so many times people go to all kinds of points of view. Like if I had gone to a space of, oh my God, he's so young. The kids are so young. How are they going to be without their dad? What are we going to do financially? Like, like I could have gone there. Um, that would be kind of what I did with the insurance, you know, from that car accident, right. Where it's like, you're just spinning, and with all this stuff, um, what I did is anytime I started to go there, I called somebody. I had several really good friends who are all access facilitators and I would call them in the middle of the night and they would um, facilitate me until I was space again. And so there was this simultaneous, you know, grieving and doors opening, you know, grieving and possibility grieving and knowing I can do this, like whatever this is. Um, and I can be there for my kids, whatever this is. And it, it really showed me, you know, cause most people would say, you know, your, your life partner dropping dead is a tragedy. It's a whore. It's, you know, like those thoughts don't help. Those judgments don't help. Um, 
when you can just be with whatever it is. Okay, in this 10 seconds, I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm like just a, a crying mess and I'm not functioning. So what can I do? Well, I can call someone who can come over and help me do things and call someone who can help me be. And then know that I can, I can do this and do the next step. And knowing, um, I'd say a big thing that using access tools has done is give me the willingness to be in the unknown with ease, mm-hmm. you know, cause that way we didn't even know where we were going to live the next night. Um, you know, my, not to go into details, but my son had a lot going on physically. He could like, we just had to get somewhere we could stay. And, you know, there was all these logistics, things like that. And I would, I could have the grief and have the space at the same time. And for, you know, we started out talking about, you know, havoc and life things and stuff like that. It's, you know, you think that you can't have space if something bad is going on. Mm -hmm. But what if it's not bad or right or wrong or good or anything? It just is what is. And what space can I be with this? With the fire, with war, you know, I was being space. With my husband dying, it was on and off, you know, (laughs) space, not space. But I had the tools to get me to space whenever I needed to with the with the insurance thing, I was choosing to be derailed and not be space. And until I chose different, I was at the effect of it. And as soon as I chose different, I wasn't. That's miraculous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was talking to someone yesterday. Uh, I have someone in my life who has hit a, a rough patch, um, with regards to a, child who's fallen ill. And, um, so me and this other person were talking about it and they were like, well, that's life, you know, like everything's going great and something's going to come and it hits you. And I was like, wow. And I turned to them and I was like, well, that's, that's the point of you creating your reality. You know, if you, if you truly believe that if you get everything, you know, going in your life in a way, a direction that's fun for you, that something's going to come and crash it down, then why even choose to go that direction? Um, and so, so much of that is like our point of view creates our reality as well. Um, and if you have the point of view that things are going to be hard and they have to be hard. And if your, your life partner drops dead suddenly that it has to be hard, then you will create it as hard. What were we going to say? Oh, I was going to say it was, you know, when you were talking earlier about when, when you kind of your worldview was, well, I've, I'm going to get all this stuff and then I've arrived and then I stay there. Right. Like that. So if you've arrived and you're trying to stay there and hold on to the way it is, then, you know, any of this stuff is bad because it's, you know, and, you know, your friend who's saying, yeah, well, of course, something, some, if it's good, something's going to come along to, to mess it up. That only applies if you're trying to hold on to things in a very stable way. Um, if you're willing to have your life have chaos where, yeah, things can change on a dime and you know, you have the, the resources, meaning like the ability to be (laughs) that can kind of handle anything that comes along and even flourish with it. 
then you're not having to try to control and hold on to and keep things this way and make sure you're, you know, the people in your life are staying the same. And like you said, that kind of gets kind of boring. Um, (laughs) You know, when you're willing to embrace that chaos and know that you'll do whatever it takes to have you in the midst of it, there's nothing that can come your way that is overwhelming or too much or stuck gets you stuck or now your life's ruined or anything yeah thank you for that um there's another uh part that you added here that I'd like to highlight a little bit is that you had people in your life that you were able to call and I think there's so there's such interesting energy where people like cocoon themselves when they're going through something and so I'm wondering if you can shed a little awareness on what it's like to be that going through that and still open, be open to receiving from others. Um, because even this, this situation with the person in my life who has a thing with their child, like, I'm just like, Hey, don't, you don't have to get back to me. I'm just texting you to tell you, I'm thinking about you. If you need anything, let me know. And just giving space, but I can perceive the like intensity of like the shut, like shut it's out, shut, shut off. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, so, um, can you <laughs> speak a little bit on that? Yeah. Well, first I'll say it's an area I'm still working on. Like, um, when it comes to your husband dropping dead, yes, I will receive all the contribution people are give, wanting to give me, you know, this past couple of weeks, I had a lot going on with my body. I had no voice, like all this stuff. And I wasn't reaching out to people for contribution right so it's so it's not a I have arrived at receiving you know (laughs) or I'm not receiving um it's a moment by moment choice and you know when when you said you know you had people in your life who could who could contribute you know what popped into my head is the first one of those is me Like if you're willing to have your back, if you're willing to um, contribute to yourself, because like in the moment where the shit's hitting the fan, you know, you can go to, oh, it's all about everybody else and have to be there for every, like you can completely take you out of the equation and you're actually no help to you or anybody else. Um, But if you're willing to go, hey, I'm down the rabbit hole right now. And what I'm going to do is whatever it takes in this moment to shift that energy. You know, for me, it's go take a walk, call a friend, you know, listen to a class record. Like there's so many things that I do that, that help me shift that energy in the moment that gives me a little more space, a little more perspective to then use another tool to then choose something else to then, you know, that's one of the things with that insurance story where, kind of no matter what I was doing, it only helped a little bit for a little while because overall I was choosing to, to function from a space of, I could get this wrong. So I have to really know what, what, know what's going on and control it and, you know, make sure it turns out okay. And as soon as I was like, I don't care if I'm wrong, I'm not willing to be this unhappy for a month, forget it. You know, that's me having my back. That's me saying, I'm going to choose something different for me right now, because this is not how I'm choosing to live. And then when you're willing to be 
with you that way, I think that's when you can also receive from other people. Because if I'm like, you know, I have a joke in my family, I'm fiercely independent, right? It's like, <laughs> like I will do it myself. And my kids give me a hard time about that. It's like, mom, just let somebody help you. Um, so, and it's interesting to me, like in my work with access, I'm completely, you know, it's like, oh yeah, somebody help. Like I'm receiving that contribution when it comes to doing this this way in my life. Maybe I'm less willing to receive that contribution, but it really starts with, am I willing to be there for me? And I can tell you the times I am, things go smoothly. And the times I'm not, they don't. It's um, one of the things my, you know, I have an adult daughter um, who's about to go off to college and, and uh, she and I, you know, live together. And there was like, there's been a couple of times where we're both like so cranky and we know that if we ran each other's bars, that would change everything, but we're too cranky to be the one who doesn't go first. Like, so we don't even run bars because we're just both so cranky, right? That's where you're cut off from you. You're cut off from receiving, you know, bars are about receiving, just running someone's bars will change your receiving, right? So, you know, but we're just like, and, and that's what you're talking about, right? Like your friend is just like, no, I, I won't receive the contribution. And what if all it takes is you just taking a moment to be a moment to breathe a moment to say hey something else is possible here what can i be different what energy can i be that would change this anything like that and there's a little more space a little more breathing room to then choose another tool another possibility and then suddenly you're like oh yes i'll run your bars even though mine are throbbing because i know that's going to contribute to both of us and then you'll run mine and you've changed everything from to up to possibility and ease. I'm so grateful for this conversation. It's contributing a lot to me personally. So thank you. Um, you are a bird being you certified facilitator. So I'm, I want to jump tracks a little bit and ask you what's your favorite go-to being you tool. You've given us a lot here. I like them taking a moment and breathing and asking. So I'm just asking for another one. Do you have a, a favorite being you tool that you go to? Who does this belong to? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know, like we're so aware. And what I know is, you know, that person who's too cranky to get their bars run or run bars is not me. Um, you know, the person, you know, who I'm being when I'm at the effect of the insurance company and getting derailed by a text message, that's not me. Um, you know, the person who, whatever, whoever's around, whatever's going on, there's the space of me, that's me, right? So, um, so that, who does this belong to? I mean, I have a family member who comes over to visit and as who I, you know, love dearly and enjoy. And as soon as this person leaves, I have to take a moment and go, what's my reality? What's their reality? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. who does this belong to? And if I do that, then everything's space again. And if I don't, I can, I can spin around for a few hours, like, 
until I'm willing to be aware of how aware I am of this person's universe, right? So it's, um, we're very aware. And one of my favorite things Dane said one time is you can walk by a very pregnant woman, you know, nine months pregnant and you know she's pregnant, but it doesn't make you pregnant. Um, Mm. You know, you can be aware of the people in your family. You know, we were talking about holidays, like your family, your work situation, the people you live with, your neighbors, like all of it, you can be aware of it without taking it on. You can be aware of it without becoming it yourself if you're willing to ask who does this belong to yeah thank you and for those of you who don't know who are listening we their access consciousness has an app for who does this belong to and we'll put it in the show notes you can download it it'll just remind you to continually ask throughout the day um for everything your all your thoughts feelings and emotions that you think are you um, Sarah, I don't know if you know this, but I'm someone I spent 20 years in therapy. I was a very depressed, anxious, suicidal teenager, and I did all this therapy and got my life all together. And when I got introduced to access, I was like, oh, I spent years doing therapy for other people's stuff. Like it wasn't <laughs> even my stuff. I was just super aware and I didn't know that and I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if you're work, And, you know, now again, back to that insurance story, I didn't do enough. Who does this belong to? Because that's the kind of thing a lot of people around me go into that I don't. And if I'm aware of it without acknowledging it's not mine, I'm at the effect of it. Brilliantly put my friend. (laughs) Thank you. Um, so Pam to wrap up, I ask everybody in the podcast, the same question at the end. And that is that our show is called the power of being you. If you could write the show's description, what would you say is the power of being you? When you make that choice in the moment to be you, there's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing you're at the effect of, and there's nothing that isn't possible. Thank you. Um, if anybody wants to find out more about you, what you're creating and how to get in touch with you, where can they go? I have a website, pamhoteling.com, which you should look for somewhere, hopefully on the page where this is because spelling, it's not easy. (laughs) I feel the same way, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up with a four letter last name and jumped into an 11 letter last name. Yeah. It takes too long. Um, all right. Thank you so much for, um, sharing you and your brilliance with us today. And, um, I'll see all the rest of you on another episode of the power of being you. Bye. Bye. And thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the power of being you podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?